Hey, it's Tori. It's Michaela. And this is a TMI podcast. Woo! So today, since it is Mental Health Awareness Month, we're going to be talking about mental health. Yeah, let's go. I think we should just like get into it. So yes. I'm going to be talking about my story first. Be- before we start, um, this is just like our stories. Like we're not trying to put like our stories on you and make you feel some type of way. But we just thought if we just shared this, it would maybe help like at least one person. I know that sounds really corny, mm-hmm. but it's true. This is our story. And I hope you guys can respect that and just kind mm-hmm. of listen to what we have to say. Exactly. Yes. And I'm just going to pre- prelude <laughs> my star is saying I haven't told a lot of people about these certain things. So if you're in my life and you're important to me, um, I just want to let you know that like this is just like for me, for my personal like voice. And as Michaela said, if it helps one person, then I personally think that's worth it. So into my story. So I actually suffered from depression late high school into early college. And I've kind of had anxiety on and off my whole life. Um, but it's a lot more manageable now. Like I am good now. So it's like these things are like very heavy, hard things to deal with. But, like I'm good. So it's like totally okay. Um, but, yeah, I just kind of wanted to tell my story. And so, yeah, late high school, I realized I just, like, wasn't feeling right. Like, I was sort of really irritable. I, like, didn't have, I don't even know how to describe it. I just, like, knew something was wrong. So I sought out therapy for myself. And it was, yeah, it was just really hard because I didn't know a lot of people who had been through mental health concerns. You know, I was still in high school. So I think I was just pretty vulnerable um, and yeah, so I realized I need t- to go to therapy, get some help. Um, and one thing I wanted to talk about too is, yeah, my mental health often affected my college experience. I tended to isolate myself a lot and it's not something that's, I think like personally easy to talk about, but like, I think there are so many people in college that are like affected by mental health you know like there's a lot of stressors um it can be I think it can be easy to get depressed anxiety because it's like a new chapter it's like a new phase of life um and one thing I want to talk about that with that is there's so much stigma out there about mental health seeking help you know a lot of times people be like oh you go to therapy like why are you in therapy um stuff like that and like yeah I think I just think there can be a lot of judgments out there um and that was something that was even hard for me going through depression is that like I knew that there was a lot of stigma out there like that was just something that was really hard for me to deal with personally and yeah I wanted to talk a little bit about my coping skills things that have like helped me so obviously therapy helped me a lot I think like, you can talk to your friends, you can talk to, you know, your family, whatever, but I think it's so much different just, like, going to talk to someone who, like, has an outside perspective and can kind of help give you insights into, like, maybe some of your behaviors, or your feelings, things like that, and another, it's weird because 
a lot of experiences actually really helped me like get over depression and my anxiety. One of them was studying abroad, weirdly. Um, you know, people always say like, oh, I ha- like I, my life changed <laughs> when I studied abroad. But like mine seriously did because before I went abroad, I really did isolate myself a lot. Like I didn't have a lot of friends in college. I was just, I was just a mess, honestly. And then I went abroad, and it kind of just, like, <laughs> as cheesy as it sounds, it really expanded my horizons. Um, like, I met a ton of new people. I just, like, gained a lot of confidence, which I think with depression, too, a lot of people have low self-esteem. So that was something that really, like, kind of gave me, like, a self-esteem boost and really, like, did help me in a lot of ways. And another thing is just, like, my spirituality in general. Um, I think when I... so. Most of the time when I had depression, I kind of thought of myself as an atheist, which sounds kind of, like, harsh, but, like, I just didn't believe in God. I didn't believe something could be out there. Yeah, I I kind of felt the same way during my period. Yeah, I just, like, I think that made me feel a little bit hopeless, too. And so I think, like, finding my faith in God again and developing my spirituality, like, I think, too, with my spirituality, it kind of taught me how to trust myself and to, like, listen to kind of, like, gut feelings, that type of thing. So that's something that really, I think, like, has really saved my quality of life in a way. It's just, like, made me a happier, like, like more balanced person. I think another thing, like, putting myself out there was something that, like, it sounds so cheesy again, but, like, really helped me, like, honestly, yeah, I think, like, Greece and then also, like, my senior year of college, like, really, I think... Sh- like, I was able to, like, change things around a lot, um, and I don't know, Annika, if you're listening to this, but she was someone that really helped me, um, like, I really think that we, like, met for a reason, because she was, like, very outgoing, very, like, friendly, and she kind of, like, helped me, like, see the value in myself, and to, um, like, help me almost in a way put myself out there, so that's, yeah, one thing I wanted to mention, um, and kind of going along with, like, confidence and, like, putting myself out there, I that was kind of, too, when I found my voice politically, spiritually, and in general. Like, I started posting more on social media about, like, politics and social justice, things like that. And so I think, honestly, one thing that can really help with depression is just, like, finding out, like, who you are, like, what you're about, like, what you want out of life. And to, like, not let things, like, pass you by. Um, but, yeah, like I said, this is my experience. It's not going to be everyone's experience, but like, yeah, just finding joy in things like my spirituality, like studying abroad, like making more friends. That's something that just really, um, changed my life, honestly. And one thing I wanted to mention too, which I feel like is something that kind of like led to maybe my depression and anxiety. Um, like growing up, I was always kind of like the laid back person, the laid back kid, which I am, like, a laid-back person, but I think at some points I was a little bit too laid-back, like, didn't always share my opinion. Um, I wasn't really involved in a lot of things, and so I think those are some of the things that kind of, like, led to my depression. Um, Like, I know there definitely are people out there who have, like, clinical depression where, like, you need medication. Um, It's, like, a lifelong thing. I think for me, really, it was... Even though it was a longer period, it was situational because um, certain environmental things were impacting it and just, like, how I saw myself, I guess. Um, 
And yeah, I think too, like my, so my personal struggle really led me to becoming a social worker. And one thing I wanted to share, like I remember freshman year when I didn't go to the same school as Michaela, I was like in my dorm room reading this book. It was called A Common Struggle by Patrick Kennedy. And it really talked a lot about like his personal struggle with bipolar, depression, alcoholism, and all of this. And it really talked about like how mental health is like a common struggle, but we all like try to push it under the rug. We try to just like not pay attention to it, which has gotten better in recent years. Um, but it was also about mental health parity, which if you don't know what that is, it was a law that tried to make mental health as accessible as physical health because a lot of times like insurance they still don't but a lot of times insurance won't cover mental health you know mental health therapy um, psychiatric appointments like they would like if someone was going to a doctor for diabetes or cancer check or something and that so when I was reading that book it really made me think and reflect more about like my own personal stuff but also like how I wanted to help others And so that's kind of what made me want to go into social work and to be a therapist. Um, So I'm, like, very close to being a therapist. I just got my MSW. Um, I got my license exam. And so it's been kind of, you know, a long time in the making. But, yeah, I guess my personal struggles just really led me to want to help others in this way. Um, And just kind of, I guess, final thoughts. Um, If you are out there struggling with depression, anxiety, Um, whatever mental health concern or, you know, you're slacking confidence, whatever it is. Um, I just want you to know that you're not alone, that it's okay to seek help. I know it can be hard, um, but really it can be really, like, helpful and freeing just to tell someone, even if you're not going to a therapist, just tell a friend, a trusted friend, um, adult, whatever it is. And, yeah, I think that's the first step. And I think that was just all important things that you said Tori but is there like one point like was there like one situation whether it was like in Greece whether it was like your other school that we were at that you had like this pivotal moment where you were like well I need to change this around like I want to get resources to get better or I want to go to a therapist was there like a specific moment for Mm -hmm. you that you experienced or honestly so I think that and this might sound weird to people who might not have been through it but I think that my depression was very linked with my unhappiness. Like, I truly felt very unhappy. And I think, like, going to Greece was kind of the first step for me of, like, getting out of my comfort zone and, like, kind of forcing myself to, I guess, be more, like, social and, yeah, put myself out there. So I think that definitely was kind of the turning point for me. Got it. That makes sense. Well, I appreciate you sharing your struggles and your story. Of course. Yeah. Whoever is out there, thank you for listening if you made it to this point. (laughs) Yes. Oh, boy. Now it's um, my turn. (laughs) You got this. Of course, now I'm kind of backtracking. I'm trying to think what I actually even want to say. Um, Okay. So before I start and explain my kind of story with my mental health, it's through a period of time in college it was my sophomore year of college um more of my second semester spring semester and there's a lot of layers to my story if that makes sense um it is my own story there are other people involved who might not agree or who think they 
were part of it, but they they were, whether it's positive or negative. I'm just going to put that out there. And I think for me, it's also really important that I was able to have those friends and that support system. Like, mm-hmm. even after everything that happened, like, we still, like, were able to rekindle those friendships and being able to do that. So I think I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to all my friends. You guys are my homies. Love you guys. And so... I guess I'll just get into mine. Like I said, mine was sophomore year. And if any of you guys know us and we went to school with us, our school is very small. Very small. <laughs> and I'm saying I actually wrote down the numbers. I looked it up. I don't think it's accurate. 1,467 undergrad. There's less than 1,000 students. That's what there. I'm saying. Okay, so it's way less than that. So really small school. And this is going to be another topic that I think we – we're going to talk about in another episode, um, but this is kind of a part of my story. I had to have a no contact order against someone on campus, and that was kind of the worst four years of my life. I'm going to be honest. I have to deal with this. I had to see this person every single day, and sophomore year, this person lived in the same dorm building as me, and our college practically said, well, if you feel unsafe, like you can move out. Like, they didn't give that person the choice. It was my decision. It's messed up. I'm going to say that. It's, Sorry, St. Mary's. <laughs> it's really messed up. And it's going to be a whole different topic. Um, another episode. But that is just kind of the first thing that was the first layer of all of this and that crippling anxiety that I had. And while I was at school, like I was on the sports team, I was on the golf team. And we were a party school. Like, I mean, every sports team was a party school, but the the golf team, we were specifically loved going out. We loved hanging out all the time. And freshman year, I didn't drink at all. Um, I'm also on ADD meds. And so my doctor was like, you cannot drink on your meds. So I was like, okay, I won't do that. Good girl. Freshman year, sophomore year, I got a fake ID. I went to the bars every weekend. And this is like another pivotal idea too it's like I don't know if something happened with like my meds switching or something with that with alcohol but all of a sudden winter break I am feeling depressed like I am laying in my bed I have friends over before like they come over like I don't want to get up I don't want to hang out with them and I try to tell my mom I'm like hey I think something's wrong with me like I need to talk to someone and you know she goes okay okay like you're fine like maybe focus on school And during this time, I was struggling with my major. Like, I didn't know if I actually wanted to become an education major anymore. I was like, I'm going to switch schools. I'm going to switch my major. That was just my mindset. And so it just kept ramping up. And I almost, like, hid my feelings. I'm very good at hiding my feelings. Like, well, I was. I was very very good at hiding my feelings. And what was really going on inside my head. And my professor would be doing check-ins with me. And they go, are you okay? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. And also, at the same time, I was getting into random fights with my friends because my a lot of my friends didn't go out to the bars Mm -hmm. and so they were really concerned for me like I we would have alcohol in the room like I wouldn't care if we got caught I was like I don't care and so obviously that created a lot of tension and eventually like I had a fallout with my roommate we stayed in the same dorm room the last three months of school almost but we didn't talk and I think Tori knows who I'm talking about, and I got approval mm-hmm. to say this. That's all I'm going to say. So this toxic environment for me at the moment, for my mental health, that wasn't helping. It wasn't helping for anyone else. 
And it just kept getting worse. Like now it's maybe end of March, early April. I am clinically depressed. I'm not talking to my roommate. I don't, not talking to anyone. Like I'm not talking to anyone. I have no friends. I have no friends. And I had to go to the wellness center at our campus. Mm -hmm. The wellness center. Oh man. (laughs) I have some stories from there. I do too. I'm about to share one. (laughs) And I wanted to get a single dorm room in um, the other side of campus Mm-hmm. And you, of course, had to have, like, a note or, like, a reason to be able to have a single room. Sometimes they treat us like we we're freaking toddlers there, I swear. I'm, I'm not kidding, you guys. And so we had to have this note or, like, a medical note. And we had to go to the wellness center. I had to talk to the head person. And, like, I'm clinically depressed. And I wanted to get this room. And all of a sudden, I'm getting screened for depression. I'm already, like, up here. Like, I'm just not myself and I get the results back I don't know why I say results but I mean she like was about to sit down and told me and I knew what was she gonna say but the next thing that she said I cannot believe she even said this I don't even think this is like allowed she looks at me I start bawling my eyes out and she goes if you were just diagnosed with diabetes would you be this upset yeah, that's just not a way to approach it at all. And, like I'm already like I'm at I'm, a I'm at a tipping point. I'm a I'm at a tipping point. Not good. And I just am bawling and I'm just like, well, I I have friends who like suffer from depression and anxiety, but like I didn't actually think I would have it or like get diagnosed with it and it was just not a good conversation. I skipped classes the rest of the day. I'm going to be honest, I don't know how they didn't put a watch on me after that meeting. And I just remember texting my golf coach. I go, I need to go see you right now. Like, are you in your office? I need to meet with you. And he like back-to-back meetings. So I finally get to go to his office, and I just break down in tears, and I told him what happened. And I'm just, I'm at a 10. Like, if you saw me, like, I was not Mm -hmm. myself. Like, I was at my tipping point. And my golf coach was there, you know, and he was able to help me a lot and just de-escalate the situation for me. And I just, I didn't know what to do. And I was like, I still just don't want to be here. Like, I just don't want to live. Like, I have no purpose. And I was still at school. I was still going to class. This is the thing. I was still going to class. I was still doing my homework. But, like, when I got to my dorm room, I would just lay in bed. I was in this toxic environment. I couldn't, didn't have any friends. And I remember it was a weekend, and my roommate at the time you know, and all my other friends, we weren't talking, but like they were in my room talking and they didn't know I was in the room. Like I was sleeping, like facing the wall because it was bunk beds. Mm -hmm. And I remember just turning over and they just stop and they're like, oh crap. So they also leave because they know I'm in the room. And I remember calling my mom and I go, I need to come home right now or else I'm not going to make it. Mm -hmm. And for my mom, this was, I think the toughest thing ever i mean ask my mom about sophomore year she goes that was a living hell you were a bitch michaela and i was like she would text me like try to help mm-hmm. and i'd be like f off i'm leaving smooth i don't want to talk to you like i smashed my phone against the wall at one point like i mm-hmm. smashed it i just threw my phone and the only reason that helped me to like get help was at that same time 13 Reasons Why, that's season one, came out. 
Do you remember when that came out? I did. So I couldn't watch the whole thing. It was too so hard for me. I was I was watching the last episode. So if anyone oh, who knows man. the show is like I know you, the last so, episode. Yeah, so and that was like my turning point. Like I watched that and I go, No, like I need to go I need to go to therapy. Like I need help. Like I don't wanna do that. Like I I need to turn this around. And I think it's just crazy because it's like that was my tipping point. And that was like my turning point. Like if I didn't <laughs> watch that episode, I don't even I don't even know what would have happened. Mm. <laughs> you know, and so I start to go to therapy after sophomore year, and I still have the same therapist. She's great. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we really had to work on things. And I finally, like, got to open up about, you know, that traumatic and horrible relationship that results yeah. in a no-contact order. And, you know, my falling out with my friends and – all of this stuff, and I think it's just important to understand that, like, going to therapy doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean that something's, exactly. like, that you're broken. Like, you're not broken. And for me, that was the, like, hardest thing for me to realize. It's like, I'm okay. Like, I just need to make a game plan. And exactly. so, for me, it was more of, like, a situational anxiety. Getting and, chills as you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just getting, you know, the situational depression anxiety, like, that was, that was it for me. You know, I didn't go on meds I didn't really want to go on meds um just like creating my toolkit for me and I think that's was the most helpful part but I think it's just important to understand that like wherever you are in your own mental health journey or maybe right now you're struggling like it's okay like you you are deserve to be here and you deserve Mm -hmm. to have a life that you want to live and I know it's super hard to think about it some days but it's like worth it at the end of the day and it's also really taught me that it's like I am my own person. Exactly. And the aftermath of that whole semester, a year later, you know, I was able to rebuild those re- like friendships and relationship with my teammates and whoever that was affected by it. And my mom and I have never talked about it ever since. I mean, she brings it up sometimes and she goes, hey, remember sophomore year? And I go, yeah, we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> because like it just is so hard to talk about. And it's part of my story though I think mm-hmm. that's super important for me right now as a case manager with my middle schoolers mental health has been a really big thing I've had sure. kids who have had really low points this year and I've had to step in I've had to also help them and you know it's it's really hard to watch because it's like well I was 19 when this happened but like mm-hmm. these are younger kids like mental exactly. health is a thing like depression mm-hmm. is a thing I think, too, like, even if you don't have a diagnosis, like, everyone deals with mental health because everyone has feelings, everyone has, like, thoughts, and, like, yeah, it's just, like, even if you don't have depression, anxiety, whatever it is, like, you still have mental health, and it still matters. And exactly, and I think that also really helped me grow as a person, like, that summer before junior year, coming back to SMU, Mm -hmm. and that kind of allowed me to be able to live by myself in the next two years in that dorm room, and... Mm -hmm being able just to have like a safe space for me and you know understanding my worth and making sure that I feel safe and that I vocalize like when I'm suffering like I'm suffering and I know for me this year with online school and online teaching like I've definitely have felt those feelings again and I know a lot of people might say like well that's that's kind of scary like you don't want to go back to your tipping point well I'm not saying I'm going back to my tipping point like I'm just saying like sometimes I have these feelings then I go to my therapist and we work it out and we make a game plan exactly yeah I think like acknowledgement is like such a powerful thing and can really like kind of 
help when you're having those experiences. And like, I think it's also important that therapists are going to give you the right tools. I almost feel like, and I know it's going to be really hard. I know it is hard to find the right therapist. And I know for me, luckily, like it was one and done. I still have the same therapist, but like, you need to keep trying to find like a good therapist for yourself. And I think that's Mm -hmm. just like when you have a therapist that fits your needs and fits your goals and understands you, that's the best way to be able to focus on that. Exactly. So, yeah. And I think it's just overall for both our stories, it's like asking for help is okay. And that Mm -hmm. like, you don't want to hide those behaviors and you want to be honest and you want to be truthful. And so I know that was probably a lot. I know you didn't go into as depth as I did. I have a few more things to say. Okay. Tori, you take it away. But before I like close out, but you know, right now I'm, I'm good. Um, I mean, I've had some stuff happen in the last Mm -hmm. few months, but you know, that is going to therapy, working through things. And I think I'm just so thankful that I was able to rebuild those friendships and relationships with people when they saw me at the worst and I pushed them away. And then I was able to say, Hey, like, I'm sorry. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that wasn't okay. Like I totally wasn't in the right headspace. Like, exactly. I hope you can still like forgive me. So, and I think that's just like super big for me in my story totally and I think that really shows your growth and actually the last thing I kind of wanted to end with is kind of if you are someone supporting someone who has depression anxiety bipolar whatever the diagnosis is um as much as you can really try leading with compassion because Someone who is going through depression, whatever it is, is already extremely hard on themselves. And I know it can be super hard dealing with someone who is going through that. But, like, as much as you can, like, when someone is suffering, like, lead with compassion. And I just want, yeah, anyone to know who's listening who's maybe going through a mental health concern. Like, you're not alone. It is okay to get help. It is okay to, like, tell your story. I know it can be scary because people have ideas about mental health that, Honestly, most of the time aren't accurate. But yeah, I just want to end with you are not alone. Yep, and I think that's just like a very conveyed message. And I know I keep seeing everyone like post at least something new every day about, you know, resources and about mental health awareness month. But like also, it's more than just posting something. Like if you actually actively want to help people with their mental health and you like mm-hmm. need to ask them. Like I know that can be really tough because you don't just want to be like, well, how are you? how's your depression how's your anxiety like you Mm -hmm. don't have to go to that length but if you really actually care about someone like you need to be able to have those check-ins with them and say like hey i am here for your support system yeah and even i think even just saying like hey i just wanted to check in to see how things are going or um yeah i think kind of the common one is how are you but like yeah just yeah just asking you know i think even if you don't always get the words out right, just, like, asking someone how they are is, like, important and it matters. Yeah, and I think that's just a great way to be able to close out this episode. I know it got deep for a second. It was a lot of layers, but, I mean, this is, I think, what this podcast is all about is just to be able to give advice. And it's our own mm-hmm. stories and it's our own experiences. And I think that's just what we're going to try to continue to do with this podcast. Exactly, yes. It's... You know, it's important to me. I know it's important to you. And, you know, it provides us a sense of freedom, I think. And if we're able to help, you know, a person or two, that matters. Yep. 
Exactly. So that's all we have for this week's episode, you guys. We love you, and we will see you next week. XOXO. Tori. And Michaela.